Show episode number 168. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We are at home in Las Vegas, and more specifically, we are at the spiritual birthplace. <laughs> I was gonna, of the I MMA was wondering Road if you were gonna Show. say spiritual birthplace. Buffalo Wild Wings at Warm Springs and Durango. We've got uh, well, I've got the afternoon off. I think I just kind of convinced you to play a little bit of hooky. So yeah, I still got to go back and do shit after this. <laughs> but you know, we're just. Having a few frosty beverages. You know how you do on a nice Vegas Thursday afternoon off? A nice, seething, super hot Vegas. Oh, it is. It's getting it's already getting. It's, already. it's not even like, I, I technically it is mid-June, but it's like, I feel like we're, we've jumped way hotter than what we should be at this point right now. Uh, it's hot. It's it, really we're hot. We're already in the grips of summer. It's really hot. All right, a little bit of trivia question. Okay. Do you remember what UFC 168 was? No clue. None at all? Give me a hint. Mm. It was a mixed martial arts event held in a city. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could say, I could go, it was in Las Vegas. 168. I just, the only hint I could give, I think we just, t- well, not the only hint I give, the first one. Just I don't know, man. All right, how about broken leg? Ooh, Anderson Silva? Yeah, Whoa. UFC 168 was December 2013. The Anderson Silva uh, broken leg. What yeah. a uh, vicious a rematch, one that was. right? Were you backstage then? Uh, did, you, did you have to see Anderson at all when he was in pain and writhing? Yes. I do remember that. Yes, because I remember they stretched him. Yeah. That's right. Did you see any of that stuff? That was hard to watch, man. No, because they uh, – I remember – if I remember right, they uh, – it was almost like straight to the, straight to the, straight to the, straight ER to the ambulance type Yeah, thing. I remember they just they they brought him by press rows. I mean, because dude, Anderson Silva still one of the greatest ever. I mean, if you don't want to call him the greatest ever, fine, but you know, one of the greatest ever at the very least. And to see him, I mean, literally just the the sound it stuck in my head when they were taking him out of the cage. The sound mm-hmm. and the visuals, man, that was a uh, yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, to he watch. was Yeah, he was he was crying. He was in a lot of pain. I remember, I think everybody, the biggest thing, I remember everybody was just in such shock Yeah. in the back. Like, everybody was just like, like, what the hell just happened? You know, like, it was unreal. Because uh, it's like, it's, it's one of those things you know can happen. Right. You know, you're like, oh, great. You know, like, you know, that's the crazy side of things. But, oh, it will never happen here. It won't happen here. It's always some other promotion, some other place, some far away. Uh, and not to a star, yeah. you know, not to to not somebody, to Anderson not Silva, to Anderson Silva not to you know, especially trying to 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 get that rematch, trying to get that win back or whatever. And it was yeah. just like that one stuck out my head. You know, the episode yeah. numbers. Every now and then, the episode numbers stick out, and just one sixty eight, it, it stuck out in my head. That was a that was a night I will uh, I will never forget. Kind of, you know, it was funny. I pulled up the card because of the broken leg. I kind of almost forgot that Ronda Ra- Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey beat Misha Tate. Misha Tate that night in the co-main event, like. Everything in my head is so much about Chris Weidman and Silva. I kind of completely forgot that Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate was on that oh, same card. Oh yeah, part. that was that. Uh, that might have been one of, if not one of the last ones of uh, Chris Lieben as well. Oh, that was that Fight was Uriah when Chris Hall. Lieben quit on the stool. Yeah, that was uh, that was that. And then let's see who else: Clayson Tebow, Michael Johnson. That was a good one. Uh, the draw overturned. I don't remember <laughs> since it's a draw. Probably why, but that that Manny Gamburian <laughs> and Dennis Seaver. I don't really, that one doesn't really stand in my head. Good old John Howard, man. I remember, 
He was one of the nicest guys, and I always thought he had a – I was like, man, he was so close. I just thought he would just turn the corner and be like this great fighter, and it just – Never quite happened. Didn't It always happen seemed like he had it him. in him, though, right? Oh, he totally had it in him, and then just would he wouldn't pull the trigger or just something, and then it just – just went downward, but he was always the nicest guy. And I remember while I was, uh, we were, I think he fought on a Pittsburgh card, or, or I want to say, maybe I'm less than getting my cities. I remember I felt like I had bonded with him, and I was just like, this is the dude, man. I, I wanted him to do guy. well. And then it just like, Ew. so now I try not to get too emotionally attached <laughs> to dudes because apparently the universe wants to, to oh, push him out of the UFC. At once basically, you don't want to curse him? I don't want to curse him. <laughs> yeah. All right, quick trip down memory lane, UFC 168. I uh, should say, by the way, woke up this morning, watched uh, a little bit of World Cup. So if you're into the soccer thing, I will be uh, watching it every bit along the way as well. Russia beat Saudi Arabia to start the tournament this morning, 5-0. Big, big win for Russia. I, I just wanted to mention it real quick because I know I'm not going to convert people. I know there's a lot of American fans especially that don't give a damn about soccer or football, depending on you know Footy. what you want to call it. But I, I will say, I just want to throw a shot. It is my second favorite sport. There's no doubt. It is actually my second favorite sport behind mixed martial arts. Uh, and the thing I like about it, and again, I know a lot of people right now are probably already turning the podcast off and say, John Morgan, I don't care about soccer. What are you talking about? I just wanted to mention it briefly because the World Cup is cool. And the thing about soccer that I like, and I think the reason it's my second favorite sport, is like mixed martial arts, one moment changes everything. One moment. It's, it's, In it's, time? It's, when you're faced with all that you can be <laughs> or something like that. It's terrible. Should I bleed the Whitney up under <laughs> it? It's just, you know, like in, in, like a basketball. And I, I understand that basketball is, like as, as popular as it's ever been right now. They're getting, like, incredible TV ratings and all that. And it's not that I don't like basketball or I don't respect basketball players or whatever, but it's just to me, like, those games don't even matter until, like, there's three minutes left in the fourth quarter or something like that. I mean, even American football, it's just like a whole bunch of, of back and forth, I feel like. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, mixed martial arts, obviously, a knockout, a submission, game over. Soccer can be that way to a degree as well. I mean, one goal means a lot, you yeah. know. And I think I know that I know that's why people don't like it is because it's low scoring. But to me, like, that's the part that I do like about it is the goals. The moment you score means something. It's like a knockout. It's like a submission. You know what I mean? It yeah. means – something special i mean today was 5-0 so maybe you know it's not quite as special so or whatever not those, quite as tense. Yeah. each one of those you got special gradually moments. less five less knocking. excited about <laughs> saudi arabia got knocked out five times a day is what i'm trying to tell you uh but yeah so anyway just throw a little world cup yeah. shout out i will for the next month i will be watching as many of the games as i can some of them are kind of early pacific time obviously 5 a.m i think are, are some of the games so that's gonna be tough but um if anybody is into the soccer and they want to they want to talk a little soccer on twitter whatever the case may be uh I'm not gonna lie, I don't get to watch as much as I used to, so I don't know all the I don't know all the players all the anymore. Players. Yeah, because yeah. uh, MMA has totally enveloped my life, and it sucks that the U.S. didn't even make it. But I'm gonna watch it. That was sad. But yeah, I mean, I can definitely see why. You know, I think for the American market, even uh, you know, if you didn't grow up watching soccer, or knew somebody playing soccer, it wasn't the first sport that a lot of us, you know, were really drawn to. Right. I think we are drawn to more of the, the either the football the the quick intense action with big payoff you know basketball the same sort of thing you know less violent but still lots of the quick bursts of energy you know a lot of stuff happening where you know when you when you sit back and you look at soccer when you look at the fine details of what it takes for them to do what they do I mean they're running practically non-stop for 45 minutes or longer 
you know, depending on how much stoppage right. time there is, you know, when you realize, you know, the fitness that it takes and the skill to actually maneuver the ball like they do, using only their feet, you know, and all the little stuff. I think once you start paying attention that you respect the sport, it's the same There's thing skill like. skill to it. Like, now, now, listen, they dive. I ain't going to lie. Oh, yeah. They are they some dive. serious ass sissies <laughs> doing some dives. That part of it, that part of yeah. it, I will, I will give you that. If anybody wants to come to me and say, John, I don't like yeah. it because they act like whiny bitches. Yeah. I'll True. give you that. Give you that. I'll point. give you that. But some of, sometimes yeah. you just need a break. You know what I mean? So right. you're trying to go for a foul. So maybe right well, catch their the breath for once a second. You, once you, see, that's the thing. Once you know that that's what they're doing sometimes and you pick up on it, then you just kind of go, oh, I see what's going on right. here. Then you don't take it. It's a strategy move. So once, but not everybody notices that. A lot of people just say, oh, dude didn't even get bumped and he's down there like doing the, the, the Peter Griffin, the. <laughs> Like grabbing his person. grabbing his knee and stuff is like come on now but same thing with like like when I watch like uh, when I first started watching NASCAR everybody's like oh they just turn left just turn left you're watching NASCAR well, I've watched NASCAR over the years yeah 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 well I mean it, it's my family we, we we watch NASCAR we shoot guns we do all that kind of shit uh, but I don't watch it all day. the time but uh, same thing with like NASCAR when you watch the pit crews the the technical side of what they have to do to get the car each and as it changes. You know, once the heat starts heating up the track, the tires, so they change the tire pressure, they change the tilt. There's all these things that you don't think about when you just look at it. You're like, looks just boring as turns. fuck. Looks boring. But when you start to, to dive a little bit deeper, deeper, then you're like, okay, I get it. Maybe a little bit. It, it, you I'm know, there's always going to be some subtle, people. Subtle nuance. Subtle nuance. There's always going to be people that are just like, oh, it's not my thing. Because when you compare it to the other sports, especially like an, an, an MMA sport, where there's just so much quick bursts of action and so many right. possible highlights that can be taken away. You could take a fight and you can say, all right, I'm giving you three minutes of footage. Find me two highlights. And you could take that out of NFL, basketball, uh, most of the sports, hockey, anything. True. And you say, okay, I'm just going to randomly pick three minutes. You could probably find a couple highlights just because of the nature of the sport. Same thing with, uh, you know, that's what's hard about soccer. Because if unless you're getting somebody close that's getting into the box and making a good shot – it's just a whole lot like of strategy, and and a whole lot of things. You might be like, uh, "I don't see it. I don't right. see it." But you know, it is. I mean, it's impressive. These guys are some of the fittest uh, when it comes to like cardio and running. These guys can literally run for days. They're incredibly fit, whiny bitches. They're incredibly fit, whiny bitches. <laughs> but most of them, you know, they're they're the guys that all the women love because most of them are all oh. good-looking dudes. They're super well-paid. When you're talking boy, about a, a sport, the top level, they, yeah. When you're rich. talking about a sports that get paid, paid well. The upper level guys are making so much loot, man. Like it's un it's unreal. But uh, you know, um, those are the guys that all these kids in a lot of countries are idolizing. So you know, for them to be these role models, pay the dudes the money, I guess. I mean, like they are literally some of these guys carry brands on their on their shoulders. You know, um, it, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, but so, there you uh, go. so if you if look if, if you know. And, by the way, we just found out that the World Cup will be in the United States in eight years. So Is it really? Yeah, yeah, You didn't when, hear about this? No, we got a, it's, a joint, it's a joint bid. It's actually pretty cool. So, 2026, it'll be us, Canada, and Mexico in a joint hosting situation. Oh, that'll never work. Yeah, well, no. Canada gets like 10 games. Mexico no, gets no, like no. 10 Trump games. Trump will fuck that all up before we ever get a chance. Before we ever get a chance. But then Canada's been like, screw you. We're, we're already ready to done with you guys. And Mexico's like, fuck you. You know, once it gets past the wall, we're not putting it back into your country. It'd be funny if they're like, well, we're not going to do it if you build a wall. 
Yeah. All right. I well, anyway, know. we don't want to go down that road. Wow, what a crazy right. partnership. So there you go. World <laughs> Cup. Something to watch. If you're, if you're watching soccer, I will be doing it. All right, let's start with Conor McGregor real quick. Cold Coffee, I'm sure you saw today. Uh, Conor McGregor did appear in court in Brooklyn. Uh, basically got what we expected. We had, we had talked about it that, uh, you know, it, it just a continuance for the time yeah. being. He's going to come back in July. Um, he did offer a quick statement to the cameras, uh, and basically the, the, the statement was very easy. It was, uh, I regret my actions that led me here today. Yeah, I understand the seriousness of this matter. All. It was very heartfelt. And I'm hopeful rehearsed. it gets resolved soon. <laughs> okay, but see, so I want to ask you about that. Very sincere and heartfelt. All right, well, that's what I want to ask you about. I mean, it was definitely a rehearsed statement, but I will say. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you got to do in those situations. I was going to say. give them opportunity to, like, take it elsewhere. Get in, get out. Or, I mean, you see when we have them in a scrum situation, we would take him for 30 minutes. We would take him for an hour. Sure. There's always somebody with more questions. So he did the best thing. He went out there and made a statement, you know, said I'm sorry. He humbled himself. Well, that's what I was going to say. And then got the fuck out. I liked yeah. I, I liked the body language, you know, that I saw. I get it. You know, I get it. He just said a rehearsed statement, whatever. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like his demeanor and his, and his and again, just reading kind of body language, I liked what I saw today. I mean, maybe it's, it's just a little bit of clips of video that we're seeing. But I, I thought it was. He knows I, how to work the game. I feel he like knows how to work I feel the like game. when after the arrest, I almost feel like he paraded out of the jailhouse like I'm a badass. You he know did. what I mean? I mean like I'm the gangster. That's what I mean. He's he knows what he's doing, and he knows what he needs to you know in this, especially in this situation, to play the game. You know, I'm sure he's been coached by his his lawyers as well sure. on what he needed to say, but also go up there, don't showboat, appear humble. Say what you need to do, and let's just move on beyond the state. Yep. You know, I mean, because the further it gets pushed away and it pushed back, the better for him. You know, time heals all wounds. Of course. You know, he has more chance to, you know, try to do better things out in society that they can use to also go back when it comes to try to plea this thing out. I mean, one, it's going to have to work out whatever sort of civil – Actions and things. That's oh, all. He's, that's he's, all going to get be played ongoing. into. That's going to be ongoing. But PS I mean, is going to get some money. Ray Borg is going to get some money. Yeah, I mean, there's some other USC employees that are suing. It's bad. I, I felt bad for uh, the guy. I, I forget his name. Colin, the uh, the other guy uh, that was uh, his his teammate. Teammate. Yeah. Yep. That, you know, poor poor guy. Like you know, uh, Connor's got this huge entourage of people after he does this statement, and as they're walking in. The police, everybody, and he looked like a guy that was just following the pack inside. It's like you know, he's <laughs> he's actually has to do the court thing too. Like, can y'all like give him some love? You know, I felt bad for him. Ah, I'm sure, yeah, give him some love on his court day. Yeah, but like you know, just walk him in, make him you know, make him feel like he's part of the. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like July 26th they're gonna get this thing worked out. As we said from the very beginning, no jail time is gonna happen here. He's gonna. He's gonna get probation yeah. probably. He's gonna have to take some anger management classes. All that. But here's what I want to know. Because Dana White, in recent weeks, he started to bring up, right? He started to say, hey, next fight for Connor is a B, man. That's the fight that makes sense. And it does make sense. And, and I mean, that is the fight that I think most people want to see. I know I definitely want to see it. Um, but do you think the UFC will do anything? I feel like they have to do something. I mean, if, if this I think thing they goes. Already, the fact that they haven't made a statement sort of one uh, – about any sort of plans up to this point that they just kind of push it off makes me feel I'm not confident they'll do anything. So you think they'll just let it go? I think they're just going to whatever I, happens. I don't just, even know what I the mean, right thing to do is, to be honest with you. Maybe it's like – should have suspended them for a year or two years. They should have mandated their own but thing. But I don't know if the you can do that because of the fact that he's a well, – he because uh, he's a, a – you know, he has to, I guess they have to fight, because he's but not I'm sure employee, there's something. Because he's an independent contractor. Can you suspend an independent contractor? <sighs> I guess you could not – Offer him fights and, and decide. I'm sure there's something in the cl in their contract clause that says 
you know, if you do something, we don't have to give you a fight this year. Right. I mean, the fact that all they have to do is offer him fights or whatever, you know, I guess. But I'm sure there's something on the flip side so that if a guy's being a complete asshole, you know, and doing bad things, that they don't have to offer him anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure that would fall, in the I'm sure that would fall under the uh, uh, behavior. Code of conduct. Code of conduct. Adam, you you know, I mean, so I, he clearly fucked that up, whatever right. that is. He's, he's, you know, he's in violation of that. He's of in that. violation no of question. that. So I think they could easily say, you know, you know, Connor, for your actions, you know, um, the UFC is putting you on a whatever, whether they want to call it suspension or whatever. They could call it whatever suspension. It doesn't mean he's actually suspended for whatever. It just means they're suspending, trying to match make for him, right. you know, and could say that, hey, we're suspending But you know him. they want to fight. You well, know that's they the want thing. that I mean, money. Like, of course. I that's mean, that's, that's the that's – everybody what I don't, knows. I, I mean, don't even know. The what, fact that people want to talk about John Jones and Brock – has nothing to do with the the fucking sport. It's just a spectacle. It's just about making money. So the fact that they haven't come out and actually tried to say like what you did, one, I mean, was, <laughs> I mean, like I, worst case, the 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 tear that they were trying to invoke against people on the bus. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm waiting for somebody like if you want to take it crazy, like you invoked mass hysteria, you invoked right. mass fear. It's an act of terrorism, my friend. It you is. Know, you can make except for terrorism is like political. Right, right, right. There has to be some sort of political sort right. of thing. But the fact that what he tried to do was, you know, crossing It's all about intimidation, fear. right? It's all mass about intimidation. intimidation. Yeah. That's the same shit why, you know, mob bosses get thrown in fucking jail for years and years and years. Intimidation and fear. And let alone he actually did cause bodily harm. Yes, he did. You know, I mean, like, it's very bad what he did. You know, I mean, it could have been so much worse. So the fact that they were like, oh... What he really did was just threw a dolly against an inanimate object. He threw it against the window. Right, it's a property He crime. wasn't attacking the window. He was trying to cause fear and harm those inside the truck. There's I very agree. different, you know, what uh, actually happened I and what agree. was going on. So the, the the damage was to property. Right. But it was not a crime against property. Right. You know that's what, I mean? what That's what his lawyers are trying to push, that it was a crime against a property. Right. But it had nothing to do. He could have. It wasn't vandalism. He could have th- crushed a ton of other cars that were down there and other trucks. But, no, he went to the one that had people on it that were occupied with a, a desire to cause fear yes. to people inside that's that. essentially an assault, except for the fact that there just happens to be a bus right. you know, wall in front of you. So. I mean, all that said, at the end of the day, we know he's not going to go to jail. We know he's going to get probation. We know he's going to get a fine. And, and you know what? For a guy with no previous criminal records, that's probably okay. That's the best thing that's got he's got going for he's him. The fact that he hasn't past. messed up in the past. But I just wonder what the UFC can do or should do because I feel like they. I just don't feel like they can be like, well, legal process is done. We've wiped our hands. You know, all right, let's get Conor Habib. I know they want to get Conor Habib. That's a fight people want to see. That's yeah. a fight that'll I'd make the UFC a lot of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they probably need that fight to happen. I mean, it's been kind of a slow start to the year, or what have you. Uh, they probably need that fight. So I don't even know what the proper, what the proper punishment would be. But I just feel like they have to do something. And I mean, maybe it's as simple as you issue a statement and you say, you know, the guy's going to be on probation with us for a year, and if something else happens, we'll. Terminate his. Con- I mean, they're not going to terminate his yeah, contract. I mean, like I employer, just don't know employers. What to do. Put, yeah, I mean, they'll never because he's yeah. a cat. He's the biggest cash right. cow. But employers all the time put people on probation within the company. You know, you know, like who hasn't done something? Like, I mean, you worked in the food industry. How many times do cooks or somebody mess up? And you're like, yeah. all right, we're going to put you on thirty days. Sure. Thirty days, you know, or a probationary period. Probationary or whatever. Period, like, you got to keep your shit clean, or or we're done. Yep. You know, it happens a lot, and it. 
sounds a lot more legal and oppressive than it is, you know, when you think of probation, like, oh, my goodness. But All you're saying is watch your P's and Q's watch the next month or you're out. I mean, and, and it's, it's crazy, but it just feels bad. I mean, like, you know, even taking it to recently, like Greg Hardy, I thought how he handled himself, he seemed like a nice enough guy. If I had no idea what happened in the past and, and, and the hurt that happened, you know, um, you know, Dana's quick to point out that, you know, charges were dropped once, you know, he didn't really clarify, but, you know, I tried to read up a little bit. I guess once uh, the victim stopped being responsive to the court's questions and wanted to push it, eventually they're like, well, we can't make this go forward if the witness is not being willing to work. So if the case was thrown out, you know, and for, I want to say it was because of a prearranged monetary agreement between Hardy and herself. That was not ever made official, but that was right. what the lawyers said that we believe this is what's happening. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. So, I mean, this is a company that, you know, on the same side as, like, we think domestic violence and shouldn't have it, this, 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 but they're bringing the guy that they're playing a technicality. You know, they're, they're playing, uh, you know, well, this never actually was proven in court. You know, that's our justification for bringing this in because it's a, a guy that played in the NFL and a big name. Um, seemed like the nice enough dude. Everybody fucks up and everybody can make mistakes. And it sucks that he made a shitty, shitty mistake, you know, in the past, you know, and he's dealing with it. And I thought it was, uh, you know, he was very humble and uh, and uh, seemed like a nice enough guy. And it doesn't make what happened right if, if all things that were said did actually happen. It sucks. Sucks, sucks really bad. But also, you know, I'm sure people are going to come out and say, oh, why are you justifying that guy being it? But he put on a good fight, and he seemed like a nice enough dude, and it sucks that that should happen. But this is the same company now. It's like Connor just invoked all this fear and threw all this shit, but he's also a, a possible money for maker for us. They didn't do anything for him. And it's just like the company has went around a different corner now, and it just seems to me uh, it is completely money-driven, and it's a lot less about what sort of mark they want to leave uh, as a, one as a sport and as a organization. I just feel like, uh, and this is not anything to like the the employees, because I mean, I had some good times working there, but also had met some some of my best friends there. Um, but just for an organization to kind of go back and forth and back and forth and what they say and then what they do. You know, and it's all based around, you know, the amount of money Finance that they can results. make from these individuals just makes you think, well, you know, I just took this ethics thing, you know, from the, <laughs> that we had to do for the Gannett. And, and it was just like listening to half these things. It's like, ugh, you know, you just really feel like some of the decisions that they're making could probably be done better ethically. Like some of them are questionable. You know, it just it, it seems like there's some questionable ethical decisions that are happening all for financial reasons. And uh, I don't know. Well, I, don't that, know. I just want I want to fast forward a year or two so we can get behind and hopefully that, you know, these sort of things go away. But, you know, I guess it's human nature, maybe a human nature of a sport where guys are violent by nature that we're going to keep running into sort of things like this you know you'd like to think that eventually people are like oh i'm going to learn my lesson we're going to learn our lessons because they they put a good example they fucked up but they fixed it we're not seeing the right things happen to make an example of what has happened in the past you know uh so what who are they going to learn from all they're learning now is like if you make enough money for the company if you do enough you're all right 
And that's like the typical, you know, I think that's what like a lot of politics and a lot of shit that we see in the U.S. You know, pay to play, you know, if you got the money to do whatever, you're able to get, uh, you're afforded a lot of freedoms that most people in this country don't. You're judged by a different set of rules, basically. And I just, and it's just, I don't know. All right, well, let's start with Greg Hardy because I, I think what you're bringing up is actually pretty important. It actually ties into a lot of the topics. We, we, we talked about Connor. Let's go to Greg Hardy next. Um, Greg Hardy, as you said, uh, the, the background has been well publicized. Domestic violence issue, convicted on it, uh, appealed basically. Now, should they? He was convicted That's of a misdemeanor. That's what I was going to say. He was convic- yeah. convicted of a That's, misdemeanor. That's, I guess, I forget that part. Is the appeal thing is why so it was able to be thrown out. So he appealed because in North Carolina, North Carolina, I guess, if you're convicted on a misdemeanor, you have a right to appeal and have a jury trial. A jury trial. So he asked yeah. for a jury trial. Then at that point, it seems like a settlement was reached um, because they couldn't find the woman to testify against him. Um, and again, the, the lawyer said, we believe they've reached a financial arrangement, um, and that's why she doesn't want to testify at this point. So uh, that's what happened. Now, that wasn't – he was given another chance after that in the NFL, later was arrested for, uh, I think, cocaine possession. Um, and, and so, th- you know, that kind of – like the whole yeah. thing kind of led to his blackballing. Which I don't really care about that. Uh, nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> but like, that was like – I guess that was the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back after, yeah. after what was already there. It was, True. It was like more character issues basically, yeah. right? I guess it's kind of like the thing of saying, hey, you're on probation, buddy. Don't mess up again. And then you mess up again. Yeah. And you go, all right, you're out. So, uh, like you realize you're not hurting anybody doing this. You're just hurting yourself. And it's really a – But you screwed up. But you screwed up. So yeah. he comes in. He signs with the UFC or at least with Dana White's Contender Series. Um, you know, a, a lot don't of us were kind of – Don't you dare just say the Contender. That's right. Dana White's <laughs> Tuesday Night Contender Series. Uh, and you'll actually hear that clip in just a second, which is funny. <laughs> but uh, so – you know, he comes into the fight the other day, Austin Lane, which the guy was awesome, man. It seemed like Dude. the nicest guy ever. Talk about a specimen. Bro, like both those guys. NFL huge. athletes. I will say that seeing the difference in athleticism, you know, people talk about, like, former NFL guys. Yeah. Like, those dudes are big and strong. I mean, they Austin are. Austin Lane, how how tall was he? He, he looked. Like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Seemed like he was tall. Huge. huge. They got into a that mammoth. small cage. They got into that little tiny cage at the Ultimate Fighter gym. Yeah. And there was literally no room for either one of them to take a step forward. It was basically just, well, you're just going to have to bang it out right here in the pocket. So, you know, going in, I, 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 you know, first of all, Austin Lane, as you said, was a specimen. And I'm sure there were probably some UFC employees that were like, boy, I hope Austin Lane wins so we don't have to deal with this. But Greg Hardy wins. Yeah. Violent. Violent fashion. That was a great fight, man. They just they just threw down. Fifty-seven seconds. Greg they, Hardy gets the yeah. contract. He gets the developmental deal, so he's under USC contract. He'll fight on some regional promotions. Um, you know, maybe is that some the first one of those that's happened? I don't remember that happened last season. Uh, yes, the first one to come off Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Take Series. Development. So like last year, yeah, it was just all straight contracts. They right. never did it. That's right. And then I didn't know that was an option. I, mean, I guess he could do whatever they want. They want. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, but so Greg Hardy now under USC contract, even if he won't be fighting directly in the USC. Uh, Dana White He's actually take came a back. Check from him. Dana, that's right. Dana White came back and spoke to the media uh, at the gym the other night, and uh, here, here's what he had to say. I I talked to him, Brett Akimoto, a couple other people in the scrum, um, asked them questions about Greg Hardy, and uh, here's uh, here's what he had to say. And, and you give Greg Hardy, we were watching on social media, so we didn't get to see it exactly, but it sounds like kind of a developmental deal for Greg. Is that exactly Yeah, I mean, happening? if you see him, you see that he has power. He's a big heavyweight. Um, he, he needs to work more. I mean, he needs to get some more fights. You know, we've done deals where, um, for example, Cyborg, 
was under contract with the UFC but fought in Invicta. Um, you know, Alexa Grazo was under contract with the UFC. Mackenzie Dern was under contract with the UFC and fought in other places. So I have a few ideas of, of what to do with this guy and let him uh, develop. And, uh, you know, he's with a great team already. He's training with great guys. They say he's a hard worker. You know, they say all positive things about him out of that gym. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to build him up and see what, what what he can do. When guys are on deals like that, are you involved in the matchmaking for him, even though it's taking place in other promotions? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, the, the way I see it is what I'd love to do in a perfect world. This is not what I'm doing, but in a perfect world, this is what I'd like to do. I, if he can turn around and come back, I'd like to have him fight on the last episode of the Contender Series. Then I'd like to put him on a bunch of looking for a fight cards, you know, and uh, – and get him some experience, and and then we'll decide when we think he's ready for the UFC. And we talked about it a little bit the other night, but you know, with him being under UFC contract now, his past gets brought up every time, right? What he went through. I mean, how do you deal with that? Because what people are saying is, you know, how do you apply it equally to people? You know, you said in the past, we don't put up for that. You touch a woman, never. You know what I mean? So, yep. how do you apply the policy consistently, and how do you how do you justify having him under deal? You know, we we've had lots of different situations here. The, the reality is, if this guy stays clean for the next 10 years, goes on to win a world title, becomes one of the greatest mixed martial artists to ever live, he's always going to be looked at. He's always going to hear it. That's always going to be in the story that's written about him. Other opponents he fight, uh, fights are going to call him, a, you know, a woman beater. and that, That's going to follow him for the rest of his life. You don't shake that. That stays with you forever, you know. Um, and uh, he's done all the things right so far. You know, the, the guy paid his dues. He, uh, he hit rock bottom. He built himself back up. And, and uh, you know, the guy's out there trying to make a life and a living. Dana, knowing that, knowing what you just said, that that will follow him around, it'll now be associated with, I guess, your brand. You know, so, so is there any concern, I guess, over that? That's, I mean, it's going gonna, uh, it's gonna to happen anyway. I mean, we've had situations with other guys. People make mistakes. People always make mistakes. And, and the thing about making mistakes is how, how do you recover from that? How, how do you act after you've done something bad? This guy has paid his dues. And like I said, he hit rock bottom. He built himself back up. He's, he's got out there and, 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 you know, he's fighting in these amateur fights where he doesn't get paid. Now he came here, and I think he made 10 and 10, and he's working his way back up the ladder. He's doing the right thing. He's off drugs. He's off alcohol, and uh, he's trying to change his life. You know, you, you, you can point the finger at a guy all you want, but you, 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 can't, you can't look down at a guy for trying to turn his life around and trying to be a better person. And I believe that that's what he's doing. And obviously, he's the type of athlete and the type of guy that if he does anything wrong, there will be no mercy for him. I mean, everybody's gonna gonna jump on him. But as far as you you talk to the people in his camp, they love the guy. Men and women, they think he's a great guy and uh, a guy who was probably uh, doing drugs, drinking, and made a big mistake. When how did your past come together, yours and Greg Hardy's, and and what was your initial reaction? Well, when they when when we started getting this season together for for uh, looking for a fight, no. That's not the show. When we got this season together for Data White's Contender Series, um, do me a favor, too. When you guys write about this, call it Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series because the contender is coming back. 
Okay? So we might have a problem if you guys just throw down the U, the contender or the UFC. Please write the full name out when you write stories about it, please, to save me one, one more headache in my crazy-ass world. Um, so, uh, what, what, uh, how did this happen? Yeah, so when we were putting this season together, for Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, um, we... Uh, you know, they, they approached us, and he had three amateur fights, and he wanted to fight here. So we sat down, we debated it, we made some calls. Um, you know, we did a little bit of homework, and then we decided to do it and give him a shot. Did you have, did you meet him in person first? No, nope. I, I, meeting him wasn't as important to me as talking to the people who were around him every day, people who didn't know him, and people who started to train with him uh, at the gym, and uh, that that was really what I was looking for. And I got nothing but rave reviews about the guy. So from men, women, the coaches, Dan Lambert, everybody. All right, so there you go. Danny White explaining why he decided to give Greg Hardy a chance and why he thinks that Greg Hardy deserves a spot in the USC. And cool coffee, I'm torn on this one, man. I'm not going to lie about it. Um and you have to talk about this so carefully, right? Because anything you say, people are going to say, oh, you're, you're standing up for the guy that's a convicted domestic abuser. And I yeah. understand the impact of, of domestic abuse, man, I, domestic violence. I, I get it, man. I understand why this is such a, a hot-button topic. I mean, uh, you know, on, on our own staff, Fernanda Prochis would be more than happy to rip me a new a-hole about, you know, trying to defend the guy or whatever. But um, So I'm not trying to defend the guy. But what I am trying to – like understand and comprehend is how how does it work what are we supposed to do because the guy lost his career right I mean he yeah. admits like he loves football he would play football like, he wants to play football if they would call him right now he's like I'd go play football he's like but football is not an option to him anymore so he went to another career now granted it's still a professional sport but it's an entirely different professional sport the, the pay scale is vastly different um, so he lost millions of dollars there. He's had to reinvent himself. He's had to start at the bottom. Apparently, he used to be, you know, a drug and alcohol abuser. He's ceased to do that. People say he's doing the right thing in the gym, but yet there's still this overwhelming sentiment that he shouldn't get an opportunity in the UFC because mm -hmm. of his past. And I'm torn on it because I get, I think there's one thing, is, is you know, being able to punch someone for a living when you've been convicted of domestic violence I, I understand like maybe the optics of that don't don't look real good right but yeah. I, I don't know like at what point do you say if you're if you're convicted of this crime or this is a crime you commit like are you just not allowed to be a part of society anymore or, like you're not allowed any sort of success whatsoever and yeah. I, I mean I, I've heard some people say well listen he hasn't shown any remorse well I don't know how many interviews he's done he, yeah he definitely when we talked never apologized for anything but at the same time it's a it's a several year old uh yeah. offense you know but he also didn't shy away i like the part where in talking with you where he's like you know no bro if you're the one that's asking you can ask all all the time like he understands that it's not going to go away so you can't run from well it and here's what i wonder too if he does have this financial settlement what are the chances that maybe a part of the financial settlement is he ain't supposed to talk about it it could, but you would figure a lot of times people will say that. They use that as an excuse as to why they won't answer the question. Right. You know, because you just say, you know, and, you know, 
I think by doing that, he probably feels, uh, you know, that's a, in a sense an admission of guilt. Right. That's know? what I'm wondering if, like, maybe you know? that's part of it. But then here too. So if that's the thing is that he hasn't shown any remorse, right? So let's say he settled with this young woman, paid her however much money she wanted, and maybe he apologized to her. I don't know. Like, like is that supposed to change? Like, does Greg Hardy owe John Morgan and Cole Coffee an apology for what right. he did? Like, what the hell? What does that do? Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, and, and, again, I'm not trying to defend the guy. I'm just literally trying to understand. And and I, I, I want. And if anybody's listening and wants to try to educate me, like, listen, I'm, I, I'm cool with that. Like, I just don't understand – I understand that there's people that are saying, look, don't celebrate this guy as, you know, a reborn hero or whatever because he has a, a horrible past. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I mean, again, the guy lost his career, reinvented himself, supposedly is living a better lifestyle. You heard what Dana White said. You heard what the people around him, you know, relayed secondhand. I mean, do you not give the guy a second chance at some point? Yeah. That's what I'm – that's what I'm honestly – I don't have an agenda. That's what I'm honestly trying to understand. Yeah. I think it's definitely one of those cases where the people are going to be on both sides of the fence as for whether somebody that's able to do that can reform themselves. And what, uh, you know, I'm just looking at this thing and seeing how Jessica Rose Clark, you know, oh, on the site we have an article just about. just listened she's, to it earlier, she's yeah. very, very against it. You know, she, you know, quote says, I don't believe people like that change. Um, she talked to our buddy. I should say she talked to our buddy a, Richard Hunter. Yeah, where phone, this interview came bo- from. Phone booth fighting yep. podcast uh, props. Um, you know, I guess maybe it'd be a little bit different where is if he actually – because I don't think he served any jail time for this, right? Didn't serve any jail time. In fact, even when he was convicted, he wasn't going to serve jail time. It was only going to be probation. Right. See, I think we have criminal people that – I was going to say criminals and make it sound like mean. There's people that uh, find themselves into the criminal system through either mistakes or their own doings that happen. you know. And through society, they're supposed to be somewhat reformed. You know, That's the idea behind it You know, when they come out into society. We don't shun those people. We don't, you know, push them in a corner. You mean, you know, we're not supposed to, you know, oh, sorry, you're a criminal. I can't, I can't possibly talk, you know, talk right. to you. You know, we accept people like that, you know. So in, in a case like this, you know, maybe part of that is missing because since he didn't actually go away, he didn't actually have to do the things that most people that make mistakes like this, I think people are pretty spiteful that no lessons really been learned to kind of get that, get that, Okay, well, he he did the crime, he did the time, you know, maybe he's learned something. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. A lot of people, I think, are just looking like, okay, here's another guy that was able to use money to get out of something that And writing a check and losing money isn't enough. And writing a check and losing money, what does that do when a guy's got whatever sort of money and it's still all the future potential in the world to earn more money, where most people that, you know, have have gone to jail for, for the similar sort of things usually don't get out anytime soon and usually have don't have the means to kind of get it so i can see where people um you know are angry because they don't feel like any lessons been learned so like what's different how is this person that i see before me different in any way except for that he had to cut a big check right you know and time has happened so i can see where people are upset about so it, what if maybe know? like he started trying to use his platform to like rally against domestic abuse and domestic yeah, violence or something like that. Yeah, if he's done some like work in, in shelters or maybe you know, that do would something, be, maybe go that out would and be like, you know, and some atonement. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, go out and do that sort of thing. Give people a reason to not only see that the last thing they, they do is when they do a search of your name, they're seeing images of a bruised and battered person. Right. 
you know, like give him something else, show that you've learned something from it. You know, I appreciate that the people in the gym are saying that he works hard. I mean, Tim to make it to the NFL that you know the guy's got a worker good work ethic and he has great genes and, and you can do work about it but that doesn't detail how you are as a person I know in his interviews right now he comes off as humble and he comes off like he's you know uh, escaped a, a speeding bullet you know and able to still have a career and do something and he hasn't served any jail time for what a lot of people would but I can see why some people are angry and some people you know especially somebody like Jessica Rose Clarks that's dealt with uh, domestic violence um, they're not quickly going to just change their minds because, oh, hey, by the way, you didn't, you know, the court didn't actually press, you know, didn't actually, the trial was dismissed or whatever. Doesn't change the fact or whatever. So a lot of people, they need to see something else. I can see where a lot of people are just like, why? Why bring this in? Because the person, you know, is not the kind of what they think, the kind of person that deserves to be in there, you know. If you want it to be, you know, a legit sort of sporting thing like the NFL and all those other people. I mean, like, why can't he go to the NFL? Because he's messed up, you know, but here's another organization that wants to be on the same level as the NFL. That's like, come on in, you know? So if you want to yeah. hold yourself to the same levels, maybe act the same way. And I hate, to, I don't want to be a guy that's like, oh, you shouldn't be able to make a living, you know, like I get it, but you know, do some atonement, give something so people understand you know, make it easy for yourself. At least he's not going out there and be like, you know, coming off as this like brash guy that's just like, ha ha, I got through the system. And he's not he like, like I see if Trump. You, <laughs> if you do the interviews, like I can, I can, I can, I can imagine some people are like, hey, I don't even want to watch his interviews. I'm so disgusted by this guy. But if you watch the pre-fight interview we had with him last week yeah. and the post-fight interview right. we had with him last week, I mean, uh, granted, I've only spent a total of 20 minutes around him. Yeah. But he seems like a, a fairly humble guy that realizes like I messed I up. up. Yeah. And this is my new start in life, and I want to make sure it works. Right. So, I mean, it seems like a guy. And then so that as a person, you kind of want to go, all right, well, I can respect that. And, of course, you, s you see what he does in the cage, and you go, I can respect that. Yeah. So it seems you like you want the guy to, to do good. Yeah. And I, But, again, but I don't want to write off what happened. But I, yeah. I think I would like to see something else on the outside. I think he's doing a lot of work probably in the gym and stuff, and I would like to see – a lot of work outside of the gym, maybe with some clinics, some community centers, you know, that deal with domestic violence victims, you know, mm. donate some money. If you still got some money, do something donate that some shows, donate some time. show that you actually have learned from it, you know, cut, I mean, like, cut a piece of every one of your checks for the rest of your professional career to something to a shelter. And then at that point, he's doing good. He's doing good for others that have been affected by the stuff that he made a mistake. Like, I think that would be a, it, Boy, that it would be, be a statement it would be for hard the rest press, of my career. Yeah. You know, or I, fa I volunteer some like, time, or by yeah. I give some percentage of my check. You I know, mean, like, like, it'd be hard. It's hard to hate on a guy that would then be, you know, trying to atone uh, for the rest of his life in that particular situation, yeah. or just going forward. Like, is then that would be to me a real offering of atonement for what he what he had, uh, you know, like what had happened. Off. I feel in the like past, I have so. a better understanding now. Yeah, I know I can come to you for advice. <laughs> Let's we talk should about atone for that mistake. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about a uh, uh, let's so let's keep it in the vein of decisions based on money. Okay, uh, we didn't get your uh, your take on UFC 225. I know you were exhausted. Uh, luckily, I did bang out a 167 and a half. And normally we would leave it there, but the stories keep coming. All right, and the the stories, the biggest stories in our post uh, UFC 225 coverage continues to be centered all around. The fallout of Mike Jackson versus CM Punk. Yeah, it's leading our traffic. It seems like every single day, the the, the newest reaction about it, 
And, uh, again, uh, at the Tuesday Night Contender Series, Dana yeah. White was asked about it. He was asked about CM Punk. He was asked about Michael Jackson. Uh, I'm sure you probably saw by now his initial statements that he made in Chicago. If you think he's backing down, he's not. Here's what he had to say. With CM Punk just fighting and the second fight wasn't really uh, what, we're, what you're looking for. Yeah. Do you wish you would have the Contender Series in place at that time to maybe bring him through the, the same way as Greg Hardy? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if Punk was ready for that. But uh, yeah, you know the thing was, CM Punk would come to the fights, and he was such a huge fan, and he wanted to try this. I gave the guy a shot. You know, it's different. I've never done really anything like that except for Brock Lesnar. And it worked out with Brock. It didn't work out with Punk. Do you regret it? or? or? No. He's a nice guy. I regret putting Michael Jackson in there. I will not call him Mike Jackson, okay? He's Michael Jackson. I regret that. That I regret. Wait, do you know if uh, Punk agrees with you? You said he should call it a career. Do you, have you talked to him? I have not talked to him. I'm hoping he agrees, though. All right, so there you go. Dana White definitely not backing down on uh, CM Punk. Michael Jackson, as he likes to call him. Uh, all right, so Kukov, I want to ask you first. So, so the fact I know, he's like, I'm going out of my way to call him Michael. Like that's the insult. The fact that people are talking about it as much as they are, right? That it continues to lead our traffic. That you know, uh, what is his name? Daniel Bryan coming out and saying something about Mike. Jack I mean, it continues to be a, a source well, of I didn't discussion. See that. Oh yeah, they they got into it. So yeah, it, so did they actually have back and forth themselves? They had like a. a oh, I would take Daniel Bryan over Mike Jackson <laughs> any see, day. See here we go, here we go. <laughs> see now you're already playing the matchup in your head. So that's what I want to ask. I mean the the fact that people are talking about, it, the fact that people are clicking on it, the fact that people are discussing it. Does that mean that maybe the USC isn't like off base in considering other opportunities like this, where it's a quote unquote freak show fight or quote unquote celebrity fight? however you want to refer to it is. I mean, yeah. if it's generating traffic and it's generating interest, do you think they should consider it even as pissed as Dana White obviously is about the way things played out? Oh, yeah, man. I just want to see. Dana would have to eat crow and come back and be like, sorry, I am bringing Mike – I mean, Michael – I mean, Mike Jackson back for this fight against Daniel Bryan. I was wrong to say that he would never fight in the UFC again because – Okay, well, maybe it's not <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Michael Jackson. Maybe it's – I don't know who else would be out there. Yeah, but I mean, it 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 was it was just crazy. I think one uh, Dana a lot of times I think uh, can keep his feelings for certain fighters very separate. Um, we've seen showboating all the time. For him to come out so adamantly uh, offended by what took place, I remember watching it thinking like, Mike, what are you doing? Like, bro, well, okay, that's, you're making a mistake. To like, me, it wasn't showboating. To me, it was the fact that I feel like from about mid-second round on, he had no interest in finishing the fight whatsoever. Like, he almost looked bored out there. Like, he almost looked like he was just more interested in kind of making CM Punk look silly than he was in finishing the fight. And so it wasn't like the twirling his hands and hitting the body or whatever. Like, that's showboating. I mean, like, mm -hmm. a guy like a Michael Venom Page, like, how much does that guy showboat? But then he also wrecks you, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, people showboat. That's fine. Um, and there is something to be said for accomplishing a little something before you showboat, you know, not doing your first fight. But yeah. to me, I mean, when you were watching that fight, it, to me it wasn't the showboating. It was the fact that he looked almost bored in there and completely disinterested in finishing the fight. I just – I didn't know if I really felt that he felt bored. I remember I felt it more like it was like showed me because when he tried to 
to finish CM in the first round. Other ones, I just felt like, oh, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the ability, to, like, mm. to knock out P Punk. I was like, Punk has so much heart that he didn't go down. I just thought, like, I liked when okay. you called him CM for a, for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that what we're going with? I, I just like it that I, I just felt that he was like, well, fuck, I, I, I knocked Punk with everything that I have, and he took it. You know, so now I might as well just try to showboat and look good because I don't have what I don't have the power to end him. You know, but when I he was looking up, you know, when he was on top and doing the stupid thing, hit the stomach, to me it just rang like such showboat because, it, and it was just weird because it was just like you're not you're not finishing the guy, but then you're trying to showboat and act like you know you're you're like oh I'm yeah like you have the fight completely in 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 check and it's like right. he did in the sense like just. Phil didn't have the answer for him. How about this? Know? I had so I did a I did an interview earlier today. I did a show with uh, MMA UK, and we talked about it. And they floated out a theory that I hadn't thought about. Tell me if you if you like this one, Cold Coffee. That Mike Jackson, as a as a journalist, part of him knows it's about stories, it's about headlines, it's about this, and so he was acting the way he was acting to kind of create the story, create the. The controversy, so to speak. You think that? You think nah. he was? No, you don't think he, that was playing into his I head. I think because it would have been no. Because I think if anything, if he was really trying to, I think ultimately in his head, he wanted more uh, another fight another as fight opposed to a good story. And I think he just when he went out there. I mean, he got rocked a couple of times. CM hit him and rocked him a couple of times. And when he gave CM all he could, he beat CM's face up. He did. But he didn't have the power to like finish it like a clean knockout he didn't have the clean knockout and I, I think he got to a point where he doubted himself then he was like he started switching into whatever other mode that was going on right. in his head i mean all i could kept thinking was like man bob's got to be over in the corner like dude what are you doing like and I, again i've said it before i'll say it again. i like mike jackson he's a yeah. good dude so when i say this i always say Never say anything that you wouldn't say to somebody's face. And I would say if he was sitting right here yeah. at Buffalo Wild Wings at Warren Springs Rango, I would say this is what I observed. It looked to me like you were disinterested in finishing the fight. Was Dana White's criticism level pretty heavy? Yeah, but Dana White's known to be a bit of a hothead. But see, that's but I get the criticism. Yeah, I get the criticism, but I, I just feel like Dana was too attached to, to Phil bump. that he took it way too personal, way, way more personal than he ever takes shit. That's interesting. People do it a lot of times. People showboat all the time. But he doesn't go out and call him a jackass. Right. Doesn't go out there and call him whatever. That's interesting. He just he doesn't. But I think the fact that he won too. Uh, if you didn't want to buy into the whole experience uh, experiment and, and watching Phil go out and do what he did, Phil earned a lot of respect because he didn't want to quit, and he took he took a, a serious beating. And I think anybody watching that, you kind of then even if you weren't really in his corner. We're in his corner. Well, that's what I want to be. So, you know, after that fight was over, I and a lot of people, you know, a big sentiment was, man, I can respect Punk for the way, you know, his bravery out there, his oh, courage, yeah. what he did. And I heard some counter arguments about it's not brave to go in there. You know, he was making a half a million dollars. Any of us, you and I would go in there and we would, you know, for a half a million dollars. It kind of It's like the old argument people used to make with Mike Tyson or whatever. Like, I'd go in and get knocked out for Mike, by Mike Tyson for yeah. $10 million or whatever. No, it's not the fact that he stepped in there that, that makes me respect him, which I respect that. It's There was many times where he could have quit. That's a, that's many a, that's, times when he could have balled up, yeah. done the thing where, you know, you cover up and wait for the ref right. to come wave it off. You, you give your neck up, and he didn't. He kept yep. doing it. And so I do have respect for Punk. And, yep. and again, I'm not – I don't want to make it sound like I'm only hating on, on, on Jackson, and, but I don't know. That's, that's kind of so, – yep. uh, uh, so at the end of the day, should they still be open to making – 
fights like this with people that maybe aren't UFC level if they'll get eyeballs. If it's a money, it, it should a money decision, or is yeah. there something about the sanctity well, of the octagon or the sanctity of the UFC? With what they've done, especially with like the whole, you know, how they haven't uh, admonished Connor really fully for what he did, just makes you think. I mean, like, I feel like that whole <laughs> the sanctity of the octagon, all that's just running away. Like, right. I just feel like. It doesn't feel the same, so it feels like it's an entertainment show. And in that case, and and they always say that we're in the entertainment Someone business. So by an entertainment company, you right? know, like it doesn't bother me. Like, just call it how it is. Don't try to, you know, sell it as something different. You know, if you got a guy that's coming in with, you know, no professional fights, but he has a big background, call it that, and just say, hey, you know, here's our whatever friday freak show fight you know <laughs> or whatever but just call it what it is don't try to sell it as something different i mean if you know it's about the money just own it people understand what they people understand what's going on people don't you know they're not dumb yep. people are looking they're like oh why are they putting the cm punk on here you know why they realize you know it, it's just about trying to bridge the whole wwe audience as well as people that maybe know who phil is to bring him over i mean we get it but yeah, um, so I, I'm not opposed to it, you know, but just don't assume like everybody's dummy. People know why you're doing it. Just own up to it, you know, and at least earn the respect of like you're you're doing it on the level and not trying to sell wolf tickets or Whoa, something. Look at you. Bring up a little stock. <laughs> I'm just trying to trying to bring that out. When's the last <laughs> time you said wolf tickets? I, I don't know that but I've ever said. I, I don't know that that's part of my vocabulary. I can respect the fact that they throw down. It just doesn't sound right coming out of my, my mouth. <laughs> um. But I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I, f I certainly feel, uh, you know, I don't think Mike deserved the hate that he got from Dana for that. that. I you agree know, with that. I, I, agree I, with that. I, I believe he could have kept the pressure on more. Um, if he truly was looking at the, the corner um, for direction, it just didn't read like that. So I apologize that it looked like you were showboating. If you were, in fact, generally trying to look to the corner, but it looked like you were showboating after what it was. Um it would have just been better if he if he said, "Man, Sam was a tough motherfucker," and I just I just couldn't finish the dude. Yep. So you know, I looked over to my corner like, "What should I do differently? How about I just spiral my hand and hit him in the stomach?" <laughs> you know, that's gonna do it. If I hit him clean in his face, didn't do it. This should clearly do it. You know, the spiral um, shot to the body, the yeah, big finishing move, the big finishing move. But yeah, uh, it sucks. It sucks that uh, you know, in a sense, by, because Dana got angry. You know, any other chance that. Mike, he wanted Gone. to do boxing. He wanted to do it. It's Gone. all done. And I just feel like Dana was way too close to the situation. You know, uh, you know, could Mike have uh, maybe did a little bit differently that maybe in better favor that give him another chance? Probably. Um, so it's unfortunate that, you know, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not like I'm clamoring for the next Mike Jackson card, you know, but you're right. right. He's a nice dude. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. And, I mean, uh Every time I've seen him, he's always been a, a fun individual to be around. Give, you know, uh, but you know, uh, it's I guess it's one of those things. You have a shot at something, and something inside you just went the wrong route and chose it. You know, and uh, but I don't think it's unfixable. You know, I mean, especially now, if Daniel Bryan wants to come over to the UFC. <laughs> uh, just stay, stay ready, Mike. I mean, like if in a sense go. he did the right thing, so now he's. He has built himself up a whole, you know, list of other cats now that want to fight him. And if if it's not the UFC, Bellator will do it. So uh, you're oh all right, yeah. Mike Jackson. You're uh, all right. Bellator use him. 
Stay fit, fella. Stay fit. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of speaking of good dudes, uh, I should say I am on a little bit of vacation right now. I'm not doing anything. I'm oh, because your family's gone. That is it. so wrong. No, I took four days of vacation. Oh, took, literally vacation. There's no UFC. There's no belt this weekend. I thought because the kid and the wifey were gone. Well, that's it. So the kid <laughs> and the wifey are gone, and uh, there's no UFC or belt tour. So I took four days off. Oh, so you to didn't go to Mexico the World to see Cup. No, shut up. They're only gone for a month. They'll be back. <laughs> <sighs> Terrible. That, no, was a, what, that was a spiral shot to the stomach. Uh, that was a spiral shot to the body. That was a finishing move right there. It's more effective than I thought. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, what I did last night was I went with uh, Tony, who you, you have met. Obviously, yeah. we played golf together. We went to uh, we went to Nine Inch Nails last night at, no at, shit. at Hard Rock. Yeah. I, uh, Trent I, Reznor's the fucking sp- man. Speaking of old guys trying to do good stuff, that was me. Uh, I was, was going to say Trent Reznor. No, not Trent Reznor. Dude, Trent Reznor's still, like, in shape, like, Damn. rocking out. Well, like, he's been doing it for a while, man. Those guys are incredible, man. Bro, that I was the shit. I was joking because I had to work yesterday morning. I had to work the morning shift, uh, which meant I started working at 5 a.m. and I finished around 1 p.m. And then the concert was at, like, 8. And uh, I was joking because, like, 20-year-old me, I had seen Nine Inch Nails back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, 20-year-old me would have been, like, you know, taking a couple hits of acid, shooting some tequila, and, uh, and heading over to Hard Rock. Instead, dude, at like one o'clock when I got done working for the day, I uh, I took a nap for a while, <laughs> so, so, so I could be up for the concert, uh, so I wouldn't fall asleep during the concert. But I had a good time, man. I had a, I had a really I had when a good time. When you say that statement, then it feels like yeah, you're age. Oh, you're dude, like, I'm old. I just don't want to fall asleep. I just con- yeah, I, took I don't a, think anybody. Yeah, I don't think you fall asleep at a nice concert. I was, I was. Uh, so apparently, man, I, I didn't even know. Like I didn't even know they were coming to town. And Tony, yeah, I didn't remember that either. Dude, they just launched a they just launched a tour. Like it's their only yeah. North American dates. They're going to Europe. They're playing. I might actually go back tomorrow night. Wow. They're playing three dates, and he has tickets to all three days. Wow. But I will say this. Even my old 40-year-old ass, uh, we, we were up in the pit, dude. And by the, by the end, we started about, I don't know, maybe like eight people deep. And by the end, I was about four people deep from the rail. So, uh, hey, even at 40, I got in there. I got in there and lived it up a little bit. Yeah. So getting old. So it's 6, uh, 13, then the 15th, then the 16th. Yeah, yeah. the joint, huh? Yeah, it was fun, man. We had a Dude, good time. The joint, then they're hopping over to London you for see? some shows, then Paris, you France, see? then the Netherlands. So I'm probably going to see two of the three shows. I think I'm going back tomorrow. So uh, Yeah, those are the yeah. last shows before they go back. They're actually going to – That uh, was where they – so all they did, they did three warm-up shows here, basically, and then yeah. they're going to Europe. So Then they uh, after Japan, they're going through Spain, all up playing Thailand, Japan, yeah, and they come back the to world. Phoenix. And then, they, and then they do North America after that. And then they're that. doing some Texas. So, uh, yeah, bro. So I was in the front. I jumped in there. That's cool. That's funny. H&H was just literally talking about – because I, I don't know if she didn't know him. She's like, I think I'm changing my, my new favorite band recently. And she just sends me N-I-N. I was like, are you talking Nine about Nine Inch Nails? She's like, yeah, they, they get me. They whatever. I was like, your band's been around for like a while, right? <laughs> this is not like a new thing. <laughs> they jammed out, dude. I had a good time. I yeah, had a good that's time. Good. So, but I was proud of myself. Like, yeah, even though I'm getting good, old, uh, I still musician. jumped right in the middle of the pit and, and was having a good time. But uh, speaking of getting older. Did you catch coffee. the uh, open the open act? Yeah, it was not good. Was it the, the terrible? Was it the Jesus and Mary chain? No, no, no. It wasn't Jesus and Mary chain. It was some. Uh, see now, now we've been talking. It was this rock band, like a punk band that had like this. It might have been like a local. No, it's it, it, somebody that uh, Trent had discovered in New Orleans. They, I just, I didn't uh, dig it. It wasn't good. Yeah, but it's all good. it makes me sound awful because he wants another one. Yes, he please. definitely wants another one. Uh, I was gonna say it makes you sound. It happened. I mean, they I mean, have a women's. They have a female lead singer. I like that though. I know, but and not like good. it too. Like a lot of times, like I'm a I'm a drummer, even though I I did play today. Thank goodness, or I I almost have to just stop calling myself a musician. 
And uh, I, was jam I was actually jamming to Bruce, uh, Bruno Mars today was my oh, nice. my play-along uh, guest. I, I, I Bluetooth it into my Bose headphones that I take on the flight, so I can't really hear anything. He's a lot of fun to play oh, with. Bruno can jam. You know, I was, like, trying to sing along. I was just, like, I, wanna, I was just I wanna excited. Go see so. that. I want to go see that at the Park Theater. I've never seen, yeah. I've never seen that. But female drummers oh. totally do it for me. Totally I was, do it for I me. I was really just going down this road to, to set you up for <laughs> – speaking of getting older, you know what else can happen? Not only do you have to take naps before you go to Nine Inch Nails concerts, but you can also – Start to lose your hair sometimes. It's true. So maybe you've noticed that you have a little less hair that you used to have, but you're not sure there's a real solution. The thing is, there are two clinically proven medications that let you keep your hair, and now they're inexpensive and easy to get. You don't need to lose your hair if you don't want to, and that's why all I have to tell you about is keeps. For five minutes now and just $1 a day, you'll never have to worry about hair loss again. Like, I had to get a haircut today, John, and like, you know, granted, it had gotten long. Right. But, it like. It gotten shaggy. Shaggy, but it felt thick. Right. I felt like it was a little thicker, and I, I think I'm keeping a little bit more than I have been, maybe. It's the keeps. You know, I think it's the keeps kicking in, yo. So, getting started with keeps is so easy. Sign up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few questions and snap some photos. A licensed doctor remotely reviews your information recommends the right treatment for you all without ever leaving your couch. We like that part. We like that. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Some of you have probably tried them before, but you've never gotten them this easy for this price. Keeps is only $10 to $35 a month, plus now you can get your first month free thanks to us. One hell of a deal for getting to keep your <laughs> hair. There's no reason putting this off any longer. Stop hair loss today the easy way with Keeps. How do they get it done? To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash road. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash road. If you don't know how to spell road, go out and jump and lay down on it and <laughs> wait for a car to hit you. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash road. Keeps. Hair today, hair tomorrow. That's a beautiful read. Thank you, sir. Fantastic. That's because I'm happy with the product. Oh, got to love it. I'm All right, happy. listen. I just got to remember to keep doing it. <laughs> Hence the keeps. Keeps it coming. <laughs> keeps it coming. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, like I said, we, we were kind of going to put a wrap on 225. But if you remember, we didn't get to talk to Robert Whitaker the night of the fight. Uh, he was taken straight to the uh, the hospital to uh, fix precautionary that. reasons and take a look well, at that. Up yeah, hand. I was going to say. His hand was fucked. Yeah, it was fucked up. When you so, saw the pictures. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, it was not good. So, uh, But as it turned out, he was free today. Had a chance to get him on the phone for a few minutes. Actually, Bobby Knuckles? Right before. You called him Bobby Knuckles? Right, <laughs> right before he was going in to get surgery, which I didn't no even shit. know. Yeah, yeah. I was wow. like, so I was like, so what's the, what's the uh, update? You'll hear in just a second. I'm like, what's the update? He's like, well, I'm actually going into the into surgery in like half an hour, and then I'll be able to tell you. I was like, oh, okay. Well, thank you very much for <laughs> giving for me this extra this minutes. Like, <laughs> the hell are you talking to me for, bro? Like, that's hilarious. So, uh, yeah. so Robert Whitaker, I mean, that's how cool of a dude he is. He uh, he gave me a few minutes right yeah. before he's going into surgery. Yeah, John, I'm getting my hand worked on. Yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that Beck Rawlings? Or <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will hit you with this bare knuckle boxing. Uh, too great. All right, so listen, uh, yeah, we were going to wrap up 225, but we never had a chance to talk to the champ. So I know it's a few days later, but this is the first time we've had a chance to talk I to him. So you. here is Robert Whitaker. Rob, hey, John Morgan, how you doing, sir? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing real well, man. I'm doing real well. I appreciate you taking time, man. I know you're, uh, you're back on your personal family time now, so thank you very much. Uh, thank you guys for having me. 
Yeah, man. All right. Well, let me let's just talk about it. I mean, we didn't get to see you after the fight for obvious reasons, but let's get the the health update first. I mean, we know you had your 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 broken hand there, but uh, otherwise, you know, how are you feeling other than that after you know a few days after that tough fight? Yeah, you know, I'm a little sore. Yeah, always leave always leave a fight like that. It'll be sore. But uh, apart from apart from the break in my hand, I'm I'm, I'm pretty good. No no other serious injuries. So listen, you mentioned the uh, the hand. I, I I heard differing reports. Do you remember exactly when you broke it? Because I heard some people say the first. I heard some people say the third. Um, do you remember like exactly you know when you broke it and what went through your mind? I I don't remember exactly when I broke it, but I do remember a, a moment at the end of the first round when I thought I can't feel my hand from my fingertips to my forearm, and and I knew that wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, what's going through your mind at that point? I mean, the first time you fight this guy, you got to fight him on one leg. The second time, you got to fight him with one hand. I mean, I mean, does it compare? Did it almost prepare you for this? I mean, what was going through your head? Uh, this guy seems to be a jinx. You know, <laughs> that's what's going through my head, mate. Is that every time I go up against him, I leave with a serious injury. Uh, but you know, it was a hard fight. And uh, looking, watching the fight again, I can see how hard it was. You know, it's very surprising that we both didn't. It's not that surprising that we both didn't leave with the, with the injuries. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, a broken hand, I got to think, uh, affected your game plan quite a bit, right? I mean, how much, how much again, you know, adjustment did you have to make on the fly? Did you, did you have to throw everything out the window, or were you able to kind of use what you thought? I mean, how much did it impact you? Yeah, you know, it definitely impacted me in the way that, in the sense that I lost a lot of firepower, especially considering your Romero's game plan, which was just to take as many shots as he could walking forward. And uh, to lose my right hand like that definitely impacted my game plan somewhat. But fortunately, I was having a lot of success with my kicks and and, and then sticking behind the jab. And uh, you know, I, I accumulated a lot of total significant strikes with with just with just the one hand and my kicks. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I thought you chopping away at his legs was smart. Were you? Uh... I mean, was it frustrating at all? I mean, because like you said, I mean, he was just walking forward. I thought you were attacking his leg well. You were jabbing him well, and he just keeps <coughs> coming forward. Is that, I mean, is that difficult to deal with, to see that you're, you know, you're lighting a guy up and he just just keeps coming at you? Yeah. You know, you know it, was, it was very weird in that sense that, um, that like, for, I was landing a lot of shots on him, and I was kicking in his knee, and I was landing the jab, and I was sticking behind it. And uh, for him just to keep for him just to keep walking through like that was 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 ridiculous. And uh, especially in the sense that um, I, I I had fought him a year ago, and he wasn't walking through strikes like that a year ago. So uh, whatever kung fu stuff he was working on in in a year time, it, you know, definitely paid dividends. <laughs> uh, talk about I mean uh, when the end of the fight came around. I mean I I thought it was a pretty clear three rounds to two. I didn't go with any ten eight rounds. I thought they were all ten nine rounds. But uh, but talk to me how you felt. I mean, were you in your corner? Were you guys adding things up? And, and you know, how confident did you feel that yeah, I've I've done enough to to win this fight? Yeah, you know, um, I was very, I was, I was definitely a hundred percent confident in the fact that I had done enough to win the fight. I was confident in the fact that I had won three to five rounds. I understand I got dropped, and he he, you know, went mental on me at those stages, and and then then got in a lot of normal strikes. Uh, I don't think he's knockdowns. I don't think he capitalized on that. He should have, to be honest. I, uh, you know, that's why that's why MMA separates itself from boxing is that a knockdown doesn't win you the round. You need to use that. You need to utilize that. But um, I was very confident that I had done the work necessary to win the fight. But I've also lost split decisions before to the judges. It, it, it just it just it just depends on what fight they see. And fortunately enough for me, they were on my side. They 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 also agreed that I won the majority of the rounds, and they they gave me the nod. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, it's funny because Joe Rogan ends up saying, you know, what about a rubber match? And, of course, you're you're 2-0 and against the guy, and, and he misses weight on top of that. Um, I got to think that at this point in your career, <laughs> like, you feel like you're done with them, right? Like, what, what else do you have to prove? Yeah, well, exactly as you said, you know, <laughs> I've beat him twice now, and he did not make weight. I, a lot of people don't realize this, but I didn't need to take that fight. I could have... I made the weight. I did everything in my contract obligation, so I could have just gotten paid and then walked away. But, uh, you know, the, the the people of Chicago all bought tickets to come watch me fight. I have a lot of friends and family back home that were that I told I'd put on fireworks for them. So, um, you know, I went through with the fight. But, you know, he was lucky to get that fight in the first place. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, I mean, you don't seem like a guy that's that's bothered by much, but what was your emotion like, you know, on Friday night? You know, I mean, it, it was like we were almost kind of joking earlier in the week, what if he doesn't make weight? And then it happens, and and as you said, I mean, you could just walk away and get on a plane and go home. But, what I mean, what was your emotion like? Were you, were you, did it throw you off? Did it frustrate you? Did, I mean, were there conversations to be had? Help, help me understand what Friday was like after this guy misses weight. Uh, you know, personally, and, and where I was standing, I didn't, I didn't deal with it at all. I, I said, I, I told my corners and my manager, you guys got to deal with it. There's going to be a fight. I came up, like I said before, I'm not going to fight 20 hours and not fight someone. And especially after telling all my friends and family that, you know, I'm going to put on fireworks from, I was talking a big game, I had to bring some, you know what I mean? But, um, but my, myself, uh, I, I conduct myself as a professional. So my job was to make weight. I made weight. Then my job, my, my job after that was to rehydrate and refuel for the fight on, on Saturday night. And that's what I did. And that's what I was focusing on. But, Rob, is there any part of you, man, that goes, you know, you know what a dangerous guy this is, and you know, you know, I mean, you don't have to fight him. The letter of the law says he didn't make weight. I mean, is there even one sliver of you that goes, it's not worth it, man. I, either, A, I need to teach this guy a lesson, or, B, I just don't need to put myself at risk. I'm the champ. Yeah, you know, after this fight, I'm definitely um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start considering him because – I'm going to be honest with you. He didn't feel like a middleweight. <laughs> he did not feel like a middleweight, and uh, I certainly, I certainly think that that uh, his his uh, struggle to make weight and then and everything that surrounded it certainly had an impact on on his physique and how he came into the fight and and how he fought. But um, you know that that that's not here nor there. That that's for decisions now later down the track. He's a tough, big, strong dude. I took the fight. I won the fight. And I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I, I know you'll fight anybody, man. You're not afraid or intimidated by anybody. But is there any part of you that's, I, I want to say, like almost relieved to be like, dude, I did my 10 rounds with that guy never again. I, I don't have to see that guy ever again. No, it's, it's not relief. It's just that, um, <clears throat> that uh, I've beaten him twice now. And uh, one of those times, he didn't make weight. It's, uh, <laughs> the only thing to do next would be like to fight with no gloves and with no weight limit, <laughs> like in, <laughs> in, some, in some car park somewhere. Because I, <laughs> I have given this guy every opportunity to fight me as comfortable as he can. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, what's, what's next for you, Rob? I think you're, you're taking a little vacation, I heard, maybe. What's, uh, what's, what's in the works for you? Yeah, you know, I'm going to spend a little time just um, <clears throat> to relax, play some video games with my family, just enjoy myself a little bit. Obviously, I've got a broken hand, so I'm going to have to go undergo a rehab process, a strengthening process for that, and then just make sure everything's worked out uh, properly with that. But, uh, you know, if, if, if my body's uh, well and healthy, I'd love to get back in there before the end of the year, if not, as soon as possible. Yeah, did they give you any time frame? I mean, are, are, do you have to put, like, any pins or any surgery or anything? I mean, what kind of time frame are you looking at? The, the thing is, I'm, I'm getting surgery today. Uh, in the next half hour, I'm going, I'm going in to go see the doctor. Oh, wow. So uh, he's the one who's going to be giving me the he's the one who's going to be giving me the time frame on what I need to do and and then and whatnot from here on. 
Wow. Okay. Well, I definitely appreciate the time then, man, uh, knowing that you're going into surgery right now. Nah, you're all right, mate. It's all good. Uh, so what do you – I mean, knowing that you don't know exactly when you can fight again, I mean, are you thinking about who's next? I mean, you got Weidman and, and Gastelum. I mean, they're out there kind of chirping at each other, saying who deserves next. I mean, knowing that you've got to worry about yourself, are you looking at the division at all and thinking about, you know, who's next, who might deserve that shot? Yeah, I, I know who's there. Um, but it, it – you know, it doesn't bother me. I've never been one to pick my opponents. It, they just need to prove it to the UFC. They need to take fights. They need to work to become number one contender. I'm, as you've seen through my rise and then my own mentality, like I've never been one to tiptoe around people to try and get, try and get a title shot or to try and try and do anything like that. Try and put myself in, like politically almost, get myself into those number one contender positions. I, uh, my whole thing is just beat everyone, and they they give you the shot. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned you think they got to be number one. What if the UFC decided, you know, we need some marketing stuff. Uh, let's let's throw out an interim title while Rob's on the sideline. You know, would would that would that would that upset you at all if they went that route, or does it matter to you? Uh, it depends how long it matters. I think interim titles play an essential essential role in division. If a champion's out for too long a time, the division needs the division needs to move forward. You know, we can't just be on on on, on a standstill like that. But um, it depends how long I'm out. Now, obviously, if I'm in the air for four months and they throw an interim title in the mix, so I'm going to be a little upset. But, um, you know, it, it depends on, and on what I need to do and then how I'm looking. Yeah, well, this was a gutsy performance, man. I think the really cool thing about this is, you know, with, with Bisping retired, with, with GSP looking at the thing, I mean, there's no question that you're the best middleweight in the world right now. I mean, do, do you feel that accomplishment as well? I mean, does it feel a little bit different right now that I don't think there's anybody in the world that can even have a question that you're the best 185-pounder out there? No, I, you know, I've, I've believed that long before I got the title, but I think everyone else is finally starting to, to wake up to the fact that, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the best here. So. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, hey, listen, I won't keep you too long. I know you got to prep yourself for surgery, so I really do appreciate you taking a few minutes, Rob. Any other, you know, last thoughts, messages, anything that we could get out there for the fans before you uh, go enjoy your vacation? No, just thank you so much for the fans that have been there supporting me. <clears throat> that part was for you guys. I wanted to put it on a show for you guys to, you know, to enjoy it, and uh, I think I did that. So thank you for all your support and just to keep watching me, guys. Awesome, brother. I, I do appreciate the time. Best of luck with the surgery, and, of course, we look forward to you fighting again, man. Thank you so much. See you later, guys. See you, brother. Right, so that was Robert Whitaker, the Reaper, Bobby Knuckles, if you if you Bobby like. Bobby Knuckles. Uh, yeah, man, dude. Props to him for, for giving me uh, a couple minutes, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, in good spirits. And uh, you know, listen, doesn't think he should ever have to face you, Romero, again, really. And uh, I can't blame him for that, man. He's he's beat him twice, and and again, Romero missed weight, uh, regardless of what you think of the whole commission thing, or whatever. The bottom line is he didn't make weight. And even if he had, I don't think much about even the if he had, it's thing. still two zero. Yeah, it's I guess still we didn't really talk about that. I mean, but. Everybody was so up in arms about the commission stopping the weight cut. That shit happens all the time. All, the time. all over agree. the place. All For the them to just come out and be like, oh, the commission stopped me. They said two hours. Yeah, the commission also checks it on a minute-by-minute basis throughout that period. And if it gets to a point where they think that you cannot or should not cut weight, they will stop you. Yep. It happens he didn't all look the good. time. He didn't look good. No, and like the stories I heard of like – the, the bathroom that they were using to help cut the, the weight was just torn up. By torn up, I mean, like, just puke everywhere. It was not a pretty situation. And yeah. if anybody would walk into that and take a look at that, 
they would immediately say, all right, this needs to yeah. stop. Using, I mean, if you're involuntarily vomiting, that ain't good. Right. And if you're trying to vomit to lose weight, that ain't good either. That ain't good either. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah. So, I, I just hate the fact that, and now he's trying that's, to. That's the asterisk. That's the. To, to sue the commission or do whatever he's trying to do to. It happens all the time, but nobody raises such a big stink in the fact that it was just so close. You know, like, if he would have not got back to – if he would have just stayed at a pound and it was the full pound and they stopped and people were like, oh, well, dude, we're still a pound over. It was just the fact he was so close that everybody's like, oh, man, you should have just let him kill himself a little bit longer. We maybe would have got that point two out, you know. I mean – it was just it was it was rough seeing you know he looked great the next day oh, yeah. so he recovered well so I guess if there's a a, a a point to the side of well let us push ourselves we know how far we can go because well, that's why I can't rehydrate it didn't, it didn't feel you know? like I was fighting the middleweight that's why I said it right there it's yeah. like it didn't feel like I was fighting the middleweight so uh, crazy yeah all right so listen I should say if you like what you're listening which I don't see how you wouldn't I mean it's solid content right. Dog, that's, we hooked you up with some keeps up, man. That's Robert Whitaker right there. We got, we got keeps. Your, your simple contacts. You can get. I got Agent Ace doing that simple contacts, man, because she, where it was wearing a contact that had like a little tear in it. I was like, get new contacts. I was like, have how, you heard of simple? How do I do that? How it's do you simple. do that? I'm like, it is simple. <laughs> you know what's not simple? Keeping a damn torn contact uh, in your eye. I'm like, what is wrong with you? That's Re-order what I'm saying. It's quality content. So if you like it. Do us a favor. Make sure you're subscribed in iTunes, all right? And do us a favor. Log in. Leave us a little feedback. I love the feedback. The feedback means so much to me personally. I really mean that. I love the feedback. You could be like Rod1042, who just says simply, always delivers. Can't hate on that. You could be like Wesley Wise, who says, love this podcast. Morgan is a top-notch journalist, very knowledgeable, and he's found a great compliment with co-host Cold Coffee. Whoa. Sometimes the show runs a little long with the rambling, but for the most part, it's just the right blend of MMA rants, analysis, and interviews. Best part is the pre- and post-fight interview audio with the uh, with the fighters. Please keep this coming. I miss many of the videos, but always catch the audio. The post-fight content is terrific. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Highly recommended. We're trying to tighten up the format. We're trying to tighten up the format. Chi-Town MMA. Just like our bellies. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. tighten those up. <laughs> Filling them out more like <laughs> that makes it tight. Chai Town MMA says I have been an avid listener of the show for a year now. John's insight, knowledge, and enthusiasm of MMA is second to none. I love every aspect of the show, especially cold coffee. What? My only gripe would be Fiasco Jones. That guy is just too <laughs> loud and too much. Often sounds like he's whining rather than talking. That's awesome. You know, uh, in just to now because I I'm feeling the love from everybody. I, I want to mm. make sure that I'm going to go back and. Well, hold on. I got more. Oh, you got more. Okay, J-Dub Freestyle says, I've been listening to the show for the past year and a half. John Morgan gets great interviews, and cold coffee is entertaining. Aww. Main complaint is any episode with Fiasco Jones. He's <laughs> loud and annoying, and I'll turn the podcast the first second Chimuga. I hear. The first second I hear his voice. And last awesome. is uh, D-R-Y-K-J-S, Dry KJs? I don't know. Anyway, he says, Best interviews, Drink. fight recaps, frosty beverage field analysis in the business. I listen to every and a half episode the morning after every fight. You should try adding some Patreon-exclusive content like Between Rounds to try and encourage more people yeah. to sign up for the monthly packages. Thanks, John. And DRYKJS or Dry KJs, I don't know. Uh, you are right. Listen, we have not forgot about Patreon. I was going to say, I feel like I want to give a rundown of everybody that's that's kind of on there that we haven't done we, in a while. You we should. Never, we never gave the uh, – Chandon uh, Bredado, yeah. uh, 
uh, was one of the last guys, and I feel like we never gave him his proper on-air thing. So oh, we should uh, say thank you to everybody supporting us there. We may have launched a little prematurely. We we, we gotta we're, we're fleshing things out. We want to make it. We gotta figure it out. We don't want to take away free content, but we also want to hook up the people that are taking care of yeah. us uh, because like that does Ryan, help us grow the show. Brent, Jared, Hans, Chandon, people like Shandon. that, people like that. So thank I bet you it's like to anybody that is supporting and us, and uh, and we are working on doing some uh, exclusive content yeah. there. So we're we're figuring those things out. Yeah. All right, uh, and Jay and Joe and Muna. And Desru and Joe Kala. Mm. I just want to – there, they I gave, I gave, I gave some rundown it of some cats on that. We haven't, we haven't addressed it. The fact that we haven't addressed it and haven't said anything because we're, we were working on it, we want to try to build it up, but we haven't forgot you and uh, much love. It's because of people like you that uh, we can keep the Internet going and <laughs> we can we can keep things working. So uh, you guys, in a in a sense, literally are this helping is, to keep the lights on. This is off. not a profitable venture. It's more no. of a passion project. Yes. So anybody that helps us invest in uh, keeping things moving forward, it is definitely much we love appreciated. You. We love you. And respect uh, all right, let's listen real quick. I mean, uh, I love you. Nope. Each and one, every one of you. I love you, Ryan. I love you, Brent. I love you. I love you. I love you. That was cool that you got your well to read all those out. <laughs> that was that was awesome. That hey, you know, he's he's in debt to me. You know, while like, he was cutting weight, you were while like, I was cutting weight. I was in there. I was like, hey, by the way, can you? I have I have some Patreon people, and he's like. He's like, what do you need? And I said, can you tell them all you love them? And he's like, yes. So there then, you go. And then he recorded all I these. love you. I love you. I love you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I give you kiss, Luke. Luke Pressure, I give you kiss. I give you special. I give you special. Everyone else, I just love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So listen, no uh, no big UFC, no big uh, bell tour this weekend. But I will say, I was happy to get Dana White's Contender Series back under uh, underway. Yeah. We talked a lot about Greg Hardy, but um, Alonzo Minifield, a guy that, that fights out of Dallas, I, a Fortis I, MMA Fortis guy. MMA. I Fortis didn't realize MMA. he was Fortis because uh, we didn't we didn't see uh, Saif there, but uh, I didn't realize he wasn't Fortis. Yeah, he's a Fortis guy. If you guys so. don't know about Fortis, I've been uh, and it, it, not that dude, he's you should think I've about filming a piece. I should film a piece. I actually been dragging my feet. I'm finally finishing this piece that we did. Um, <laughs> gosh, now it feels like forever ago. About Fortis and May, where uh, it was. owner and uh, head coach uh, Safe said uh, takes us through uh, on a little tour. The place is awesome. It is awesome. And, and uh, should you ever work in out my there, hometown whatever, of Dallas. in your hometown of Dallas, they got like a putt putt, play, uh, a little small putt putt holes up on the top, but uh, stud gym with uh, some really really good. <laughs> Good, talented guys on the way up. But, I mean, the facility was really, really nice. So, eventually here, um, I just need to, to, to finish the polishing, and I'll put something out, especially if we're going to keep seeing guys like Alonzo come out and uh, do what they did. we we, we got to give a little yeah, notice to Because everybody talks about all these other and Dana White's you know? Contender Series. And, yeah, we yeah. got to we gotta throw Fortis and make some love, dude. That's definitely my hometown. I, I respect that. Uh, Chris Curtis picked up a win over Sean Lally. Chris Curtis. I thought it looked very impressive. Didn't get the contract, and it turns out he broke his hand and actually announced on Facebook afterwards that he was retiring from MMA after an 11-year career. I think that would be a damn shame because uh, he's got some talent. Uh, I'd like to see him fight again. Montel Jackson, a weird fight over Rico Desculio. Um, a lot of fouls in there. Montel picked up the win. I think he's got some skill as well, but you know, with all the fouls that were in there, I think it made it impossible for him to, to pick up a contract. And then Kevin Holland with the United Station win over Will Santiago. Funny enough, fresh off the heels of the Mike Jackson performance, I mean, yeah. this was this was a you know a, a, a taunt field kind of uh, performance where you can tell Kevin Holland can fight, man. He's yeah. got some skills, 
But I think he cost himself by not really being aggressive and looking for the uh, looking for the finish. I mean, when you look down the list, he's the only non uh, – all of the other ones, TKOs, kick punches, punches, strikes on them. What stands out? All the unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. He had all the talent in the world. He realized that uh, he had more than what Will had to give. You know, he was a bigger size. I mean, and when he was exploding, it was – it was great. I mean, yep. he, the the flying knees. You know, he had good hands. So when he actually stayed to it, it was very, very effective. You know, but it just—I don't know if maybe it was in, in his mind that the talking to the crowd, raising the hand, sort of showboating. Maybe he thought that was what they were looking for, yeah. as opposed. You know, and maybe maybe he was doing it. Still that's it. I think like, you're trying to you're, you're trying to put on a show. I think yeah. I think that's what he fell victim to. He's like, I want to be memorable. I want Dana to to recognize me, to see me. But like, bro, he's already dialed in. Like, that's the only reason he's there. Like, you don't yeah. need to do anything special. Yeah. You know, well, you, look you need to finish. The guy that had the least amount of time in the the octagon yeah. there got the contract. The so two first round finishes. Got the contract. So if there's anything, go out there, folks. If you if you make it on there and you get a chance, just go all in. Get an eight-second eight, eight second knockout will give you a much better chance than three rounds of dominating and showboating. That will get you an unanimous decision, but unfortunately it doesn't get you a contract. That's so, it. Yeah, I don't know. I felt bad for him because I felt like he had everything. Uh, he had the ability to finish it. Uh, Will was super, super tough. Oh, um, tough as nails. And that's man. the thing. When I think when he did kind of trade, Will was catching him a couple of times, and I think that's the only reason why he maybe didn't go all in because he didn't. He, he felt the power that Will had. Will so he's hard, like, yeah. He's like, uh, I could probably finish if I go all in, but man, he's been kitting me, you know, on a couple counters. So maybe that's why he didn't. But uh, I just felt like if he would have pushed it the whole time, he probably would have got the finish. But but Will was tough, man, because Will. He just put his head down, took some shots, and then he would just throw a big fucking haymaker. And a lot of them were, were catching him. So, I don't this, know. This, this he whole had a great crowd. Like, he's the only one. I don't know if you see it. Like, he was the only one when he walked back. He got an applause from the crowd. Granted, it was the first one of the night, so maybe but people still. didn't know what they were supposed to do. Yeah. But uh, he got an applause That's what's after up. that. So. I'm telling you, man, this was a good episode. If you, if you haven't watched the Contender Series, this was definitely a good episode to watch. Um, and I love the Contender Series, man. It's, it's – uh, it's, it's probably my favorite part of the week, man. I, I, I love the Contender Series. All right, uh, last thing I got for you since we've been talking about uh, decisions based on money. That's what we've been talking about. That's mm-hmm. been the theme of the day. What about John Jones, Brock Lesnar? Uh. Word coming out that John Jones, Brock Lesnar. We're, st- we're, we're stealing a little bit of thunder here from MMA Junkie and from MMA Junkie Radio, but you were monitoring the, the, the daily debate question for MMA Junkie Radio boiled down to – uh, basically, what do you want to see next for John Jones? And you were kind of laughing. You were telling me right before we started, you know, that basically, like, all the feedback was like, who cares? Don't care. I don't even want to watch John yeah. Jones anymore. Like, F that guy. No division. Right? Not which division. No division. So it's interesting. Like, it, it seems like people are definitely souring on John Jones the longer that he's been out. But you can't tell me that if they announce John Jones, Brock Lesnar, that everybody won't be in on that immediately, right? Oh, like, yeah. And it's a fight that makes no damn sense I mean, whatsoever. Certainly, certainly a lot more than if it was like John Jones is coming back to fight uh, uh, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, or, or, like or Stipe. Like that even, fight even makes Stipe. a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, like, people, I mean, like, I mean, I'd love to see the Gustafsson rematch. But oh, it's like, that'd be a great I mean, one. That's a, that's a division that – or a, a fight that means something mm-hmm. for the division. But, yeah, when you want to bring the just the whole – Friday Friday night freak factor back in, you know, or whatever. Uh, the the 
the Brock Lesnar fight is just off the chain when it comes to just it's freak show. It makes no sense. Brock doesn't unreal. deserve to fight John Jones. Fuck no, doesn't deserve to fight John. But Jones. he'd be coming back, and the the fact that I mean, I didn't think he deserved to fight Mark Hunt. That's true. But then he came back, you know, and, and it sucks because he was cheating. But he came back and was able to dominate and and just hold Mark Hunt down and have his way. And it just you want to see like. Nobody's been able to hold Jones down and impose the will, you know. So it's like Kim Brock. So all right, you know, so here's so, such a size. So the UFC would I mean, definitely like, book it. But what about you, as a as a fan, as a journalist? Yeah, what like, class would it which be? Which one? Oh, like, of course, be, well, <laughs> of course, it's heavyweight. But but I'm saying, like, what would you like? What? So if you had, let's say, let's say, let's say Stipe beats Cormier for the sake of argument. Let's say Stipe beats Cormier, right? Stipe is probably going to beat Cormier. I I I agree. So let's That's say for a, the sake I mean, of argument. Yeah. So let's say. Uh, Gustav still isn't matched up at that point. So yeah. we let's say and, and look, John Jones still has to have his hearing, which we, you know we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's about a month from now. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, Jones is cleared. He's ready to return. Uh, Brock is cleared. He's ready to return. So Stipe wins. He's on the table. Gustafson hasn't been matched up with anybody, and Brock's out there. So John Jones is back. He's ready to book a fight. Those are the three options. You get to book it. You're not worried about money like the way the USC is because that obviously the Lesnar fight's the bigger money fight. Right. Which one do you book? Well, I mean, when, if it comes to money, then yeah. I That's mean, what I'm saying. No, you're just a fan. You're just a fan, or you're just a journalist. You're just you're just cold coffee for I would, whatever reason. I'd be the Brock. Danny was like cold sure, coffee. Brock, I want you just because. I mean, I think it I just know. it's it just weird, right? Search circus thing. It's I not mean, a like, heavyweight title fight. It's not the rematch that we want to see. Yeah, but it's the crazy money fight. And I mean, unless Stipe was calling for it, like Jones doesn't deserve a fight with Stipe. You know, like you can't just come back and, and fight the champ that's been doing all the right things. Like, That's a good you don't argument. That's it. a good if argument. If Stipe wants it, then I would give it because Stipe asked for it. Okay. You know, but Jones can't call that shot. Like that. That's, that's not fair. Your, that's, that's, not a good, that's a good point. That's but a good as point. for like uh, Brock and that, it makes so much sense because I mean, uh, I mean, granted, uh, it makes no sense, but it makes sense. I mean, I, I guess it does in the sense that I mean, he had the title, Jones had the title, but the title was taken away from him. You know, so I mean, in in that sense, he's. According it's the to belt. Connor, it's it's Connor. <laughs> if you go to the Connor thinking he's still the champion, yep. you know, so then it would be champ on champ. Uh, so in that sense, I guess yes, you do deserve it. But uh, unfortunately, as for if I was just as a fan wanting to see some crazy spectacle, uh, the Brock went hands down. I agree. I mean, as you know, I agree. Brock's just as one ridiculous of those, as it he's, is, he's such a. Uh, a freak of nature that you're just like, you want to see him while he can because that's another guy that I mean, if he is gonna fight, he 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 can't fight at the top level for much longer. I mean, uh, he has his size and his athleticism. I think that carries him right, right now. But age will start catching Absolutely. up, and the body breaking down will start catching up. So in a year or two years, and you put this same matchup, you put Brock in front of Jones. You know, not that I'm like. Uh, you know, Brock's like this diminishing old man. He'll be like on a crutch <laughs> or whatever. But like Brock right now against Jones is a whole different story than if this doesn't play out and say like a year or two happens. You still got a John Jones in his prime against a, a Brock Lesnar that hasn't. So Gustafson I mean, isn't very, going anywhere. Stipe's not going anywhere. Yeah. Brock it's is going somewhere. That, so if yeah. it's going to happen, like now, it's got to happen sooner rather than later. But oh, dude, it'd be. I would watch that shit in a heartbeat. I think See, just making decisions based on money. Well, no, you you, well, you laid out a like, lot of other reasons. You that's laid a, out that's a lot just of other a reasons. Fun freak show it fight. Is. I mean, like 
Brock is just, for what he's been able to do to some of these bigger other guys and just how he can just hold them down, I'm like, can he do that to, to Jones? And it would just be – John is just so – I, I would never say he's like undersized, but for right. like a, for like a heavyweight, he's just for super heavyweight, strong. Yeah. He's just super strong, and I would be interested to see how Brock would try to control those you long legs and yep. everything else. You know, whether you know Brock tries to get on top, and next thing you know, John's working in some sort of triangle or something. I mean, like you never you never know. But I'm in on it, dude. I'm in. But on yeah, it. I mean, because the other ones the other ones make sense for the division, sure. and like they mean a lot of things. Um, but yeah, just. Jones coming back and trying to ask for, like, Steep A or whatever, unless Steep A asks for it, doesn't make sense that he's going to change division and ask for a, a division title fight after everything that's happened. Opportunity after opportunity where something has happened and it's it's been thrown back in the UFC's face, you know. Uh, I'm surprised that, you know, Dana hasn't came back out and just said something like, I'll never make him a main event again, <laughs> you know, because he won't say that to his cash cows. Nope. You know, but – you know, look at some of these other people that miss weight multiple times, and next thing you know, like, oh, they'll never be a main event again. It's like, well, how many times do you need to get arrested and busted before, <laughs> you know, you – and fail tests before you finally put them in that same boat, Money, you know? money, money, money. That's it. Money. That's it. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, listen, we've been uh, rambling on long enough, uh, as our man pointed out earlier. Sometimes it rambles too long. We don't want to ramble too long. We want people to want to listen to us. No, uh, it's the frosty beverages. It is the frosty beverages. No, and Which a half tonight this week. is the the Miller Light for me. I Miller wanted, Light. I'm I going with Coke Coors Light. Bud with the, Light wouldn't pay me nothing because they don't only have the PBR cans here. So, mm. and then this is happy hour pricing. Yep. So, I went with the the me being the money saver that I am these days. I don't blame you. I went with uh, very frugal, a very, very frugal. responsible decision. But Miller Light was always like my go to, like at, like B Dubs. It's like my go to beer. It goes well with wings. It does go well with wings. It's like water there you Please. go there's your uh there's your marketing <laughs> side all right well listen we, we got to get out of here i got to get back to vacation i'm going to nice nails again tomorrow night i think so so that's that's how we roll that's, how, that's we how world cup u.s open nine inch nails frosty beverages i call that a beautiful weekend off and you that know is. what else just need to tell everybody thanks for listening